Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me the CEO and founder of Sterling Rhino Capital, Chris Roberts. His website is sterlingrhinocapital.com. Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, Jen. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, very happy to have you here. We're talking a little bit about this offline. Um, we sort of have a little sense of guilt because 2020 was actually a pretty good year for both of us. And so, um, and so, but we're taking 2021 with even a bigger, better attitude, I think, because of, you know, 2020. But can you tell me a little bit about that? Like how last year, it was actually a pretty good year for you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I'm, I'm a glass, uh, not only uh, half full, but like reinvent the glass and make it mm. a gallon of, of water. Um, I like that. COVID hit challenges. You know, we 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 don't we we look at the challenges as opportunities. We try to be very very optimistic and positive, and and try to really control our destiny. And mm -hmm. when COVID hit, everyone was freaking out. Everyone ran into the cave and just kind of right. sat there and thought, "Well, what's going to happen?" And we thought, "How can we take full advantage of this opportunity and mm -hmm. thrive in business?" And so we really went after deals. Uh, in our case, acquiring larger multifamily assets, while mm -hmm. a lot of people were sitting back. Even though lending standards got really tight, we really just hunkered down. Uh, utilize the relationships we had and really just started analyzing properties, doing deep dives and, and actually acquired two assets in probably one of the most challenging times to buy assets of our lifetime for sure. Yeah. And you know, the thing that impresses me, Chris, is that you started your company. I mean, your company is still fairly young at the time of this recording. It's only a year and a half old. So give us a little background, like sure. who are you and how did yeah. you, how did you start Sterling Rhino yeah. Capital? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, so, well, I'm an entrepreneur. I own several businesses. I'm a partner in a software company, single family rentals, construction, duplexes. I've done a lot in the house, in the home space. Mm -hmm. And multifamily was the next progression to escalate or, or exponentially grow our asset class. And in order to do that, you had to go into these things called syndications, which is bringing limited partners together that are passively invested, creating mm -hmm. cash flow for them. And then the general partnership team, which is our team, comes in and we run the assets. So we all buy this thing together, which means mm. we have to go out and source the deals, do the underwriting, and then manage the asset. Uh, and then the goal is somewhere between, say, four and six years to exit that asset and roll that money into another asset. Although some limited partners might move off and do something else, a mm. lot of them will actually reinvest. And so that's what that's why we created Sterling Rental Capital with the primary goal of exponentially growing and taking our business to the next level and to create passive cash flow for people, helping them to ultimately retire early if they so choose, or at least to live the life they want to live on their terms. Yeah, kind of give them that flexibility or, or giving them more options now that they were able to invest properly. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you mentioned, uh, Chris, that uh, you have to get some partners to come together and make all this possible. Uh, what is that like to, I don't know, work like get along? <laughs> is there any clashes that usually happen or is there a way, a systematic way where you guys work together to, you know, make the deal work as a team? 
Yeah, I think the misnomer out there is that you just throw a couple bucks together and go buy, you know, a $10 million property. And 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 uh, because you have will and passion enthusiasm, you're just going to make it happen. And it, it's definitely not the case. There's a lot of systems and processes, legalities. I mean, our attorney fees were $40,000 on our last acquisition. I mean, it's wow. a substantial commitment. The SEC is involved. It's all above board. And a lot goes on. And, and I think if you have good systems and processes and good leadership, um, you can really make these things happen fairly efficiently and, and fluidly. Mm-hmm. Um, COVID obviously brought a lot of challenges in, but it's, it's about what motivates you. And, and for me, um, can I tell you a quick story um, yeah, about, about somebody? So there, there's actually two interesting stories and there's, I have tons of these, but I'm a people person. I love hearing people's stories. Mm-hmm. And, and what's great is what, what drove me to want to build businesses and be successful and have like passive cash flow and all that was a friend of mine a long time ago lost his job. Mm-hmm. And I remember he was such a solid individual. I thought this guy was the person who was going to run some huge corporation someday. And he was doing really well working for a top automaker. Mm-hmm. And he lost his job. And I remember him calling me and I could tell he was really upset. Mm-hmm. And he said that he, he didn't know what he was going to do. And there was an issue with him getting another job. And so he ends up going to work for a gas station and he's pumping gas. And this guy was making really good money at the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember him feeling so down and low in his life and and, yeah. and like that point of like no return. Right. And I thought, well, gas station is not bad. You know, just make a couple bucks and get yourself on your feet or whatever. And I remember thinking to myself how scary it was that a person of his caliber would be so low in his life because he lost a job. Like I thought it was just yeah. a job. Go get another job. <laughs> and he goes and takes, right? And he goes and takes yeah. another job. And that really stuck with me. And then years later, I had somebody who actually, this is just a friend of mine, and he, he eventually got on his feet, but it put him way behind. And mm-hmm. there's a whole nother backstory to that, but it, it just stuck. I thought, wow, we think we're so powerful and strong when things are going well. Yeah. But we're yeah. not prepared for when things aren't going well, when that storm comes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he never would have guessed he would have lost that corporate job. And living outside his means, it cost him substantially, right? Yeah. So- Let's fast forward to another individual that invested with us. Um, and, and this individual retired and had a certain amount of cash flow off their retirement. And I was shocked at the amount of money they were actually going to get. Mm-hmm. And because they were trained their whole life to just throw some money in the stock market and mm-hmm. live and do what we're told, they never thought about how much cash flow they might actually need to live the life they want to live. Mm-hmm. So once this individual retired, she gave me this number and I thought, that seems crazy low, 40 years in the same field. And she's going to get this small amount of money off of all of that money. And so we dove in and we started trying to figure out how do we solve her problem? How do we create more cash flow for her? So my point is with these stories from these individuals, it's really amazing to me how much we grind every day. We're on our social media pages. We're doing all these frivolous things, but we're not really focused on our freedom after we work so hard to earn it. And that's really a scary thing because we don't control our destiny if we don't pay attention to it, right? Yeah. And I think the secret here is what you do with your company is helping people create passive cash flow. And I think the crazy thing is that the average person doesn't know what passive cash flow is. I think we're conditioned Absolutely. to go to school to get a good job, you know, and, and that's kind of it. That's a, a, a lot of people's reality. And if they want to, um, you know, let's say leave uh, the employee mindset, they transition to owning their own job and self-employment. And it's still like, you're still not creating that passive cash flow. So I'm curious to know, uh, Chris, what kind of people, I don't know if there's like a set, certain demographic or type of person, but who yeah. tends to get attracted to, you know, work with Sterling Rhino Capital and say, Hey, I want to, I want to be able to create passive cash flow. Sure. I think the folks that resonate with us are the ones that don't really want to deal with the three-piece suit and the 10th floor of the corporate office that are, mm-hmm. you know, we, we're approachable. 
You know, mm. we, we have been there, done that. I've started many businesses, been very effective and successful. I'm very thankful and blessed and just really appreciative and grateful of everything I've ever had. Mm. And, and we talk to people like they're people, like people we'd mm. go hang out with. And, and as a result of that relationship that we build with them, we show them how to go out and create this financial freedom. And I think people really like that. They resonate with talking to someone that might be their neighbor or a friend, not just some corporation where they dump their money in and right. don't know what's going to happen on the other side, right? You have to have a tremendous amount of trust. So our ideal client is probably that independent business owner, that entrepreneur, maybe like the sales rep, sales field, mm-hmm. someone who's probably on a 1099, not a W-2, who, mm-hmm. who maybe has that little extra income that they're just trying to figure out how do I make this work as hard as possible for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then by putting it in with us on these assets, they're getting generally higher than average returns that they would get, um, not just in, in regular real estate, but in the stock market. So we resonate with a lot of different people, but I'd say it's probably that independent, um, you know, maybe sales rep or, or business owner uh, for the most part. Yeah. Um, I like how, you know, you've already mentioned early on that you're a people person and, you know, you have this company culture where it feels like you're talking to your neighbor. Um, I don't think that happens on accident. Like, I think that, you know, yes, you're a people person and maybe you have that natural skill, but for entrepreneurs who maybe don't have that, like, what is your secret? Like, what do you do to make, like, even as I talk to you, like, I feel... Easy, you know, I feel like it's easygoing. You, you know, I don't feel intimidated or anything. Like you just, you just seem like an easy guy to talk to. So That's what's cool. your secret, Chris? <laughs> no, I, I appreciate that. And you know, it, it's a great question. And here's the thing. You have to care about people. You mm. generally have to care. I, mm-hmm. I don't do this to make millions of dollars. I, I'm in a position where I'm doing just fine. Even mm. if I didn't have this, I really, really love taking people who can't see their potential. They can't see that there's another option in the stock market. I love taking people's financial portfolios and making them amazing, where maybe otherwise they had no idea they could be. And that's Mm -hmm. just that creative process, that that sort of win, if you will, or that challenge to overcome that problem we have to solve. I live off of that. I mean, Mm -hmm. I really genuinely love that. And so we exude that because that's the culture of our company. We just, we really enjoy taking people that otherwise can't see the opportunity and saying, no, not only are you capable, but look what your money could do for you. And it's a lot of fun. So we have fun with it. And as a result, all of us make nice profits. We work together. We're very approachable. And it's just a, it's a good environment to be in. And that's what we wanted to create. We didn't want a staunchy, boring company. We wanted something (laughs) fun that people could enjoy, you know, and tell their friends about. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds to me that uh, you really have this passion of helping people kind of go through that transformation that they don't just have to live the nine to five or the W2 kind of life and could actually, um, you know, use something as multifamily investments and syndications as a vehicle to uh, creating positive um, creating positive cash flow. Um, so did I say that correctly? <laughs> you did. You did. Yeah. And ab- absolutely. And, and to, to answer your question more direct, it's like, well, mm-hmm. how, do you, how do you do this? How do you deal with these people? Yeah. Well, again, we, when you come from a place of entrepreneurship, you're used to building things for the sake of building them and, and going out and creating these wins, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, if you, and I came from a struggling background as a very young person. And so for me, every dollar I've ever earned, I had to fight tooth and nail to get it. I had to yeah. negotiate every which way to try to make things happen in my life. And that's the reason why I put this passion enthusiasm into everything that I do is because I know how hard it is to get those things done. And a lot of people, they just haven't been in that position. You know, maybe perhaps they have the nine to five and it's like, well, the check comes, so it must be fine. The minute you lose that check, reality check, right? Yeah, I like that. (laughs) As soon as you lose that check, reality check. I feel like I have to write that down for myself. Um, (laughs) 
Uh, Chris, tell me, what is the common feedback or testimonial that you hear from people that work with you? Yeah, we, well, first of all, the communication. People mm. love how much we communicate. When, mm-hmm. when we bring an investor in, we are having Zoom calls with them. We're sending newsletters regularly. They have my personal cell phone. Mm. So just that, uh, that approachability, that access to me, the CEO, is really important. And I don't pass that off to an investor relations person. Mm. Everyone loves that because, again, they feel like they're dealing with their friend or their neighbor or whoever. And we have a lot of their money generally, so we want them to feel that way. Right, um, right. And it's likely they'll do business with us in the future if they're comfortable. Plus, we do what we say we're going to do. So mm-hmm. I would say for the most part, people just love that accessibility to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes you feel human. It makes them feel less intimidated to, you know, take that leap of faith and transition from active income to passive income. You know, that's a scary transition to go through. And it, it, you make it sound you make it sound like it's smoother because you have this company culture of like, hey, you can do this. Like, we got you. <laughs> It is, it is. And Jen, think about this. When was the last time you called a company and you didn't get outsourced to another country, right? Yeah. And, and all you wanted to just get a question answered. I mean, it's like, hey, I just yeah. got a quick question. That, you know, time is money, right, for everybody. But right. we really pride ourselves on that. We want that connection with our clients. We really want them to feel like we're friends and neighbors so that we can do business in a really smooth and, and uh, equitable way. Yeah. So I really have to bring up this point because, um, you know, despite everything that happened in 2020, uh, your company was able to close 200 unit deals uh, during that time span. Um, And so what would you say is the secret? You know, maybe not the secret, but what was the process for you and your company to be able to accomplish that? Well, I think number one is problem solving, Mm -hmm. right? Because COVID was just a problem. It was just a challenge. Right. So like, how right. do we solve it? What do we, how do we do deals during COVID? What does it look like? Right. And maybe, maybe not all banks are lending, but there are some. So if we can prove ourselves, we can get the debt, right? And yeah. you just break it down incrementally and problem solve. The other thing I would say, which I just love is a quote from Jack Canfield, and it's everything you want is on the other side of fear. Mm-hmm. And he's really, he's so right because people get fearful, right? Warren Buffett has a great saying as well. Don't be fearful. Just dive in and problem solve and put in the work. And if you do those things, you can work through any challenge in your life. It doesn't matter physical ailment, financial viruses, you name it, you will get through, but you have to have the right head on your shoulders. You have to surround yourself with good people and you have to be one hell of a problem solver. And if you do those things, you can truly do anything you want in life. I've done it. Believe me. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, that reminds me of a, of a post-it. I was just cleaning up my desk before starting the day. And I have a post-it that said like, you know, building a business is not about perfection. It's about perseverance. And I think when you talk about problem solving, that's what it's about. It's preser- it's it's working through that fear to solve a problem. And so it makes sense, you know, why you guys were able to be so successful um, at you know, at how young your business is. But again, we, we all know that you're a serial entrepreneur, so it's not like it happened on accident. <laughs> sure. No, I appreciate that. And that is, that is a really good saying, by the way. And, and you're right. You would rather stumble through five or six things to get to the one thing than mm-hmm. to sit there and focus on the one thing for a year to try to perfect it. Mm-hmm. Stumble through, bust your butt, right. bring other people in, make less profit, but get the mm-hmm. job done and go after it. Otherwise, you're never going to get anything done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing you also do, uh, Chris, is that you've, um, it says here, I, I mean, just kind of side note this real quick. So um, you have a, you're, a, you, you're an author, is that correct? I am, yes. Okay. So, um, okay. So let me just kind of jump back in. I just saw the notes sure. here. Um, so Chris, you are also an author. So tell us, uh, what is your book called and what's your book about? 
Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Jen. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Uh, so I wrote a book about my life and I, mm. I alluded to it earlier, but it was just challenges growing up on my own at 15, 15 wow. year old parents, just, you know, standing in food lines. Sometimes I was actually wow. on my own at a very young age and just really had to struggle through life to get things figured out. Became an entrepreneur at a very young age, built mm-hmm. a great sales career and, and then real estate and so on and so forth. And I, and I was, I was asked about these stories throughout my life as I would give hints and eventually just decided, you know what, with all these people asking, why don't I just write a book about it? And yeah. we did it. We did it to one, educate and encourage young people that they can overcome any challenge in their life if they just have the right mindset and mentors and work ethic. And then we also took it a step further by saying, we want to indefinitely donate 100% of the proceeds mm. of this book to Feeding America. And that's because feeding people is close to my heart because I, I stood in food lines when I was a kid, right? Yeah. So we partnered with them and every dollar we donate, Tony Robbins donates through our enterprise partnership. And so far we fed over 215,000 people uh, wow. from sales and donations. Wow, Chris, that is just incredible. Um, I just have a moment and pause here and just really admire how much of a people person you are and the company culture that you've built. And most of all, giving back, you know, giving back through Feeding America. And uh, because like you said, you went through that firsthand. Um, and so I think that's why I could tell that you have this awesome vibe about you. It's it's because it, you know what you went through um, and you know that there are people struggling and you know that you have um, the vehicle or you have the means to be able to not only, you know, help your clientele, but also give back to the community. So, so kudos to you, Chris. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. I appreciate that. Absolutely. You got to, you got to give back. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's the greatest reward to educate people, help people, whether it's financial freedom or just feeding them. Mm-hmm. It's such a great feeling. And, and it's, it is up to us to make a difference in the world in some way, shape or form. And we just try to do our part and we're just really thankful we're in a position to do that. Yeah, for sure. Well, Chris, before we go, I just want to make sure I've covered all my bases. Is there anything else you want our listeners to know about your business or just maybe, you know, words of uh, parting words of advice to our small business owners and entrepreneurs listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur? Yeah, I'll give a parting piece of advice and then just tell you why you might want to check us out online. Uh, Parting piece of advice would be, you know, if you're thinking about doing something in life, whether it be investing or building a business or starting a relationship with that person you just always were chasing, uh, (laughs) just, just do it. I mean, like get out of your own way and Mm. go for it. And don't be afraid. Use the Mm. fear to drive you. Don't use it to hold you back. There's just so much opportunity on the other side and you, you just got to go for it and you're going to stumble. It's okay. It's part of the process, but just, just go for it. And then I would say from the Sterling Rhino Capital perspective, check us out online. I mean, if you go there, you're going to see this awesome downloadable calculator. Mm. It's one of the most dynamic calculators I've ever seen. It compares the stock market to what we do. There's tons of tools within our systems. If you share your email with us, you can always opt out, but we're just about educating people. And if we do business together, fabulous. If we don't, hopefully we helped educate you a little bit. You'll be better off in the future as a result of that. Yeah. I have to ask you one more question. Um, Chris, what do you do for fun? Like, what do you do outside of yeah. <laughs> all the craziness that you're already doing? <laughs> I love that question. And I wish I could utilize that, that question more. I love scuba diving. I'm an advanced rescue scuba diver. Um, wow, nice. I also, yeah, I, I love mountain climbing, climbed a lot of volcanoes. Um, and I, I enjoy golf, but I don't have the time to golf. Um, mm. So there's a lot of things I'm passionate about, but I, I, I really, uh, honestly, I, I work maddening hours, seven mm. days a week in order to be accessible. And that's just mm. part of my life right now. So yeah. yeah, not as much time for fun, but yeah. but I like work. It's good. 
<laughs> oh yeah. I mean, that's how, you know, you're in the space that you should be in as if you're working yeah. constantly, you know, it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Yeah. Well, Chris, it's been such a pleasure having you here on the Thoughtful Entrepreneur. Thanks again for joining us. Yeah. Thank you, Jen. Have a great day. Yeah. And again, to our listeners, this is Chris Roberts, who is the CEO and founder of Sterling Rhino Capital. You can learn more about him and his company at sterlingrhinocapital.com. Thank you all so much for joining us and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.